Big Show trying to promote the champion. And yes, indeed, Byron, the WWE title is on the line. An unprecedented test for a champion to win the title in the main event of WrestleMania. And then minutes later, defending the title once again. Is this a wise decision? For, forget that, Tom. We, we've never seen this, period. We've never seen a guy win a championship at WrestleMania and, and then not even a half an hour after he wins it, we get a challenge and the guy puts that title on the line that he just won. An unprecedented test. For, forget that, Tom. We, we've never seen this, period. An unprecedented test. Caesar's Palace! Las Vegas, Nevada! Site of WrestleMania 9! An unprecedented test. I do like. I do seem a bit quiet. Rory is saying the same in the chat. Why is that? Uh, just a tad. Just a tad, you say. So we'll do this live. Oh, hero. Hero. How did that happen? I don't know. Oh well. How are you? I'll be doing this in the meantime. Alive, live and kicking yourself. Gordo's very loud. He is very loud. He goes hard all day, all night. Oh baby, I'm man down and red and fine. Say yeah. 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 Now I should be a lot louder. There we go. Way. Way. How are you, boys? It's just a long day, you know, just after coming back from the office. So, you know, I'm, I'm really tired from that commute from my uh, kitchen table mm-hmm. to the um, production staging at the uh, kitchen table. So it's it's been a busy day. How about you guys? Uh, I did nothing. So that was good. Yeah. But like I I, wor- I worked I done I done some of a work um, hmm. and then there's the horrible horrible news from around about an hour ago that the XFL has no plans to return next year. Oh no! So uh, first, I think I need to draw my sorrows. <laughs> I was like, I'm not waiting any longer. I've been waiting all day for this beautiful moment. A libation, puff of all. Oh, that's the end of the week, huh? Please indulge. Please indulge. Fits cover for me. Best. And the best thing is, lads, because it's Jesus's, you know, resurrection, you have a three-day weekend to relax as well. No, don't. I'm working Monday. <laughs> Shout out to ha. Jesus and all his pals. Yeah. Do you know what was funny, lads? Last year was the first year that we were allowed to drink on Good Friday. Jesus got his own back this year, didn't he? Huh? Yeah. No, huh? <laughs> well, no bollocks. Ah, uh, look. He's a vengeful God, a vengeful mm-hmm. God. He's so jacked, though. We didn't want people wasting, you know, you know, their lives like that. Oh, there's been so much wrestling. Well, you want to start with someone with people who've been wasting their lives and talk about the revival? Oh yes, of course. The top guys are out. Uh, we'll get back to our shite talk, but I mean, the revival. Well, it's too perfect a segue when you talk about people wasting their lives. It's like- True. 
Um, the Vri- Revival have turned down insane money reportedly and have gotten their release which they asked for about 14 months ago um, they added on time for injuries to both guys and all the sort of nonsense but the thing is it doesn't seem to be very clear or maybe I'm not quite up to date on whether or not they're free or they're in a no compete I did actually reply to Sean Rapsap when he posted this and some other guy replied to me and said that as per Ryan Satin there is no non-compete clause take that what you will because it's from the human shit stain of life but you know Still don't it do seems un- it seems unlikely that they would release them from their contracts early without having some sort of stipulation that they can't compete where, on where would they go yeah because they had that word uh, immediate are release that are, are they in states that are locked down because if they're in states that are locked down they can't go anywhere anyway yeah but they Georgia or one of them is in Georgia or something I don't know yeah. 12 weeks like. yeah I just looked up um, Ryan Shitstain's tweet uh, I've confirmed with sources that the revival do, do not have a no compete clause and are free to work wherever now hence the immediate release wording from WWE yeah but hmm. that's, that's the way they always phrase things I think they just say release I don't think they say immediate, say immediate release, release. hmm it's it's I don't know it'll come out in the wash but but on the plus yeah. side I have a new follower on Twitter just noticed uh, it's Jersey's Joe's Rodeo Ponies great day mm-hmm. for great day That's, yeah big big hitters there the the, <laughs> the pony pony guys <laughs> are they willing to sponsor the podcast we need to reduce these costs <laughs> <laughs> we need to uh, we need to sort that OnlyFans yeah the OnlyFans well, might be coming sooner than you sooner than you think. Follow me too. Ooh. From Greensboro, North Carolina, for some reason. Oh, interesting. Um, did you see Rusev's tweet today? No. I have. I've barely been on Twitter, so. So he tweeted out and said, "Little known fact: Me and Scott Dawson almost became NXT Tag Champs. Also, we got shoot DQ'd in a match. Love you, bud. See you soon. Dot 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 dot." Dot, <laughs> calm down, everybody. P.S. I love the dishwasher too. Hashtag workhorse. <laughs> He's oh, such God. a troll, but I love him so much. Joe in the Ruru. Joe in the chat says he's Jersey ah. Joe. Hey, Jersey Joe. That makes sense. There we go. Problem solved. It's like um, it's like why is somebody following me? Nobody <laughs> follows me. I'm scum. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, dude. Uh, Rory said in the chat as well if they debut no audience they become tainted and I agree I think you wait it out for as long oh, as yeah, it takes because yeah. um, uh, uh, Jordan was saying as well and I agree with him they should definitely go to NWA they're fucking perfect even if they can do for a few weeks before they go to AEW because they will um, I'd love to see them in NWA just for a month of tapings or whatever you know can we get them versus Kings please yeah oh god OTT revival that has to happen circuit. yeah like they could easily do a year indie circuit slash um, NWA before turning up at uh, mm. at AEW. Like Dude, to be yeah. fair, that's that's I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen. If New because, Japan do tag league, exactly. You know, like New Japan will allow them do whatever they want to do, indie wise, because their schedule is so kind of open. You know, yeah. you can you can come in, you fly in for a, a tour there, and then you've got three months free where you can go around to all the indies you want to go to. The likes of OTT um, 
RevPro, whoever in the UK and fucking even go over to Germany as well. Like there's so much scope for them just, you know, just to dip their toe in the water for nothing else and, you know, pay back to the fans that actually kind of shout out to them and like them. I would legit pay pretty much any money for a meet and greet if they come to an OTT show. That's how badly <laughs> I would want to fucking meet those lads. Now, would oh. you want to meet them just as much as you wanted to meet Tyler Rex at Mania 28? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were walking around. I don't care that I waited an hour 10 minutes. And Gordo sees Tyler Rex's autograph signing session. And me, Nick, and Gordo are walking around, and he's like, "Lads, I'm going. To, I have to go. Come on, let's go and get Tyler X autograph." And we'll, we'll keep walking. You do you, boo. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. No, it, it wasn't worth it. No. Um, I liked. I liked him. I thought he had a chance of being something, but he clearly wasn't. The only time he ever trended was the time that Matt Hardy came out looking like him on Impact. So. <laughs> But if you notice the outpouring of love for these guys today from the WWE wrestlers, it's crazy mm-hmm. you see that much of it. Um, but yeah, the revival are going to go to AW. We all know it. Even if they don't sign a deal, they'll do they'll do a pay per view or something. They'll do the Young Bucks match. That's going to happen. We all know it. Um, but yeah, it's good to see the lads getting out there because they're just insanely talented. They're way too good to be. They've been sitting at home getting paid to do nothing. Yeah, like <laughs> what the fuck. Was it the first week of February or middle of January was their last match? Something like that, yeah. That's they haven't. I think they were sent home after the Orton stuff when they when they scrapped the rated R K or the FTRKO storyline. Oh, yeah, they, they, they didn't want uh, them. They would have had to pay them extra if they'd worked any more dates. Apparently, so mm-hmm. they didn't yeah, want they, them there. They hit their downside guarantee. Um, yeah. But like that, really, that really freshened up Randy Orton. Like it was great, yeah. and it was the full circle thing. He was the young guy that they were trying to get over in Evolution, and now he was the older guy getting these two guys over. It was just a nice, yeah. nice little. But what can you do? And to be uh, fair, like the the revival would have been happy to do that for another six months as well. Mm-hmm. But they had to go know. and fucking shit the bed and ruin that one. Ah well, um, well I should say we never got to it. Uh, it's episode one thirty seven of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. It's just me. Steve uh, with Fitz and Gordo and Nikki is in a supermarket somewhere <laughs> so he's delayed he'll get here eventually mm-hmm. yeah he's been cleared of the old coronavirus so the first thing he had to do was go out and infect everyone else yep classic and get cans. classic yeah he had to get cans too probably will get some form of alcohol I'd imagine um UFC 249 bants what the fuck <laughs> is going on here so totally. last night they're, within they're, the space of, within the space of 10 minutes though last night you had a Californian senator encourage the cancellation with a press release because um, you know it was put on Native American land so it's it's sovereign land it doesn't adhere to state laws uh, Dana cancelled after that because Disney and whoever Endeavor or whatever the company is that owns them have put pressure on them but then supposedly later in the night on Instagram Live he says that it's back on for Fight Island Mortal Kombat so like I just I don't know what the hell this does this mean Tony and Khabib is back on on Fight Island <laughs> I don't uh, know anymore I don't think Khabib can get out of yeah. Russia that's the problem yeah and fuck going back so, into the United States at the moment yeah so we'll still get Tony versus Justin Gaethje or whatever his name is um, mm. I did not realise how stacked that card was supposed to be mm. fuck me sideways that card was fucking ridiculous no thanks 
and oh, Rose Namajunas is pulled out as well. So she's I wonder how many more. pulled out, she? Yeah, I saw it last night. Um, well, no, I saw no, lots of tweets about it. So. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, did you watch Dark Side of the Ring, anybody? The Brawl for All? Literally yep. finished it about 20 minutes before we joined. Nice. I, want, I have two hey, clips yeah. that I want. Oh, I have two clips I want to play then. So I'll play with this one first. Dr. Death's injuries are so severe, he's forced to undergo a lengthy rehabilitation. But the damage to his reputation proves far worse. Within a year, he'd be out of the WWF entirely. There comes Russo walking down the hallway. I said, are you happy? You just cost a company $5 million in one night. And he looked at me and went, what are you talking about? I said, you idiot. Dr. Death Steve Williams just got beat on live television in front of everybody. What difference is now? Bart Gunn's going to be a star now. I said, I want to kill you. I would like to just squeeze you until your britches are full and your eyeballs pop out. So the show started as a retelling of the story of Bart Gunn and the Brawl for All, but it ended up being Cornette versus Russo round 900, and I was I was loving it. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. Here for it. If Jim Cornette and, and Vince Russo want to talk shit about each other on television, I'm going to watch it. I can't help it. I love a good car yeah. crash. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see them in a brawl for all. Oh, man. But they went through it and not a single person, even Bart Gunn, thought this was a good idea. You know, after no. it had happened. Mm-hmm. The Godfather was great in it. Um, Did you know he smoked weed every day? I smoked weed every day. So is, it, is it like that time where New Jack was high as fuck? <laughs> I, I managed to watch both of them. I caught up on both of them finally. Ah, oh, nice, nice. Um, well, what do you think of the this week's one, Gardo? Ah, uh, insane. Like, I, I still find it weird that given how much traction there is behind the conspiracy that it was all set up as a ploy to get Dr. Death over, that so many people are still coming out and saying, no, no, there was definitely nothing. Because, you know... Bruce Pritchard and Savio Vega were in the office and totally pulled out the pieces of paper out of a bag and totally randomly drew Bart Gunn against his tag partner. Yeah. It's like, nah, 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 not Plus, all. let's be honest, it's Bruce Pritchard. That man lies for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thought it was really well done, though. Really good show. Um, this whole season has been fucking phenomenal. I didn't get yeah. to watch all of last season yet, but I thought last season was very good. But this season, it just dialed it up to a whole other level um, gotta say I'm 100% team Cornette yeah when it comes to at least when it comes to the brawl for all I don't agree with everything he ever says when it comes to the brawl for all stuff the damage that this done to so many stars the idea of trying to get people over by legit having 15 people getting knocked out over the course of this tournament or whatever. yeah it was a 16 man tournament wasn't it yeah and for anyone yeah, that so, hasn't seen it or has not, never heard of the Brawl for All, this was a legit fight. These were a tournament of legit boxing matches. Well, they became boxing matches. They were a hybrid of MMA and boxing to begin with, after, and then they got rid of that after the first fight. Yeah, but, uh, well, especially because the judges didn't seem to know anything about the takedowns. And uh, once or twice when takedowns actually happened, they didn't know or they weren't given the score for the takedowns. I mean, the draws got screwed. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, Draws 100% got fucked over. Um, thought he was very good in this as well. I actually always, back in the day, I actually really liked him. I was fucking yeah. flawed when he got hurt that time. It's a shock to see what he, where he is now. Obviously, you know, he had the injury and he's been in a wheelchair for like 20 years now. 
but it was yeah. just shocking. You wouldn't pick him out of a lineup. Like it was just so weird to no. see him. Um, um, and they showed the shot of um, Beyond the Mash. So he's got a he's got a puke, <laughs> which I thought was good. Uh, yeah, uh, I have to admit, after watching those two episodes, I don't quite hate Dilo Brown as much as I used to. Dilo's a good man. He can still fuck off, but uh, <laughs> don't quite hate him as much as I used to. Um. But then there was, it just went on and on and on with Cornette and Russo, and then there was the other one, which gave you a kind of, for anyone who just hates Cornette and just thinks he's way over the top, I think he kind of explained himself, and they left a gap at the end, which was kind of telling. Cornette believed in the stake of the business, Russo more of the sizzle of the business, and therein they have a tremendous controversy and conflict. They'll never be on the same page in my lifetime. Jim Cornette leaves a message on my answering machine threatening to kill me threatening to kill my entire family i said i'd just like to tell you you no good piece of shit you what a piece of shit you are and how you narrowly escaped getting put in a fucking hospital by me with a goddamn baseball bat for all you've done to me and my friends and the careers you've ruined and the shitty wrestling that you produced. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew that from my own lips. And, and I'm just like, bro, this is wrestling. Like, are you serious? Like, you, you're going to kill me over professional wrestling. Why is he doing this to me? Just over wrestling? Just over wrestling? That's what it's always been because he just, I can't believe that he would do this to me just over wrestling. And wrestling has been the most important thing in my life. And they hung on that shot for longer and longer and longer. And I just saw <laughs> Cornette. He was dead serious. This is serious as a heart attack to Jim Cornette. That's why he hates people who doesn't take it seriously. Because it's still he, real he to doesn't him, compute it. with him. It's still real to him, damn it. Um, you know what? He's dead right too. Yeah. It's like the one thing that stuck out to me watching this was you know at the very beginning when they were kind of introducing the whole Vince come or Vince Russo coming into the the creative team, he wasn't wrong in what he said in terms of why he joined. You know the the product had gone stale. It was kind of what early mid nineties and the, the Minotaur and all these sort of weird characters, and they needed to jazz it up that they wanted to get the MTV crowd and the casual viewers in. You know all the way up to that point, I'm like, okay, that that's fair enough. And then the, the idea for the brawl for all came in. All because he wanted to fuck with one person. Mm-hmm. The so entire he, tournament was created so he could fuck with one person. Many <laughs> people got injured. Many people got fucking their careers ruined because Vince Russo wanted to fuck with one person. I didn't want to cut across you, but you really need to be careful. Don't bad mouth Mantor or Paddy will shank you the next time you see him. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, don't don't fuck with Mantor. Just. He'll, he will actually new, he will actually new Jackie next time he sees you <laughs> and he's been smoking weed all day so he's high he, he was high <laughs> as fuck, as fuck. Uh, right, so the whole tournament he, st- he tells the story that the whole tournament was designed around taking Bradshaw down a peg because um, he, d- he disliked Bradshaw intensely and he wanted to see him get knocked out and then it goes towards the end and he's delighted watching the replays of Bradshaw getting knocked out <laughs> excuse me coronavirus oh um then at the very end he he has like second thoughts he goes yeah after what we know now about cte and head trauma maybe this was a bad idea <laughs> like you didn't know that hitting people full force in the fucking head was a bad idea in the late 90s like, well no shit the worrying thing is they didn't they didn't care 
Like, like genuinely, just... it's something I picked up from watching Concussion. I took actually a whole new outlook on how they saw head trauma back then. Um, like when it came to the likes of even watching the likes of ECW, which I loved ECW, but seeing some of the stuff, I'd say if I was to go back and watch some of the stuff that I loved back then, seeing some of them slaps that they're taking now would probably make me fucking cringe. Mm-hmm. Knowing what I know now, you know, so I think it is scary how far that side of things has come. But uh, yeah, like surely, like how did we never? How do people never think that getting hit in the head like that was a bad thing? Like, like there is a reason why the amateur boxers at the Olympics wear the head guards. Yeah, you know, there's there's technical aspects of the sport, and then there's I want to hurt somebody aspects of the sport. Yeah, very true. And, uh, the whole thing around Butterbean getting brought in and literally oh, to fuck him up. Butterbean. This was the worst part about it. So Bart Gunn was afraid the whole time that he had heat on him. And they were like, no, it's fine. Look, it is what it is. We, the idea was that the winner of the Brawl for All will get a program with Austin and work with Austin for the title. And then they sent Bart Gunn home for months. And he had nothing to do. And then they were like, hey, how do you feel about fighting Butterbean at WrestleMania? He's like, well, obviously, yeah. I mean, I want to get off my ass. And he did a proper training that sent him to get boxing lessons, and we all know what happened. Butterbean killed him. He got um, knocked the I, fuck out. Yeah, killed him. Butterbean. Dead. They interviewed Butterbean about it, and he was like, "Please stay down. Please, if you get back up, I'm going to have to do this again. Just stay down." And he got got back up one more time, and then that was the the final shot. Um, the angle, the angle that his head turns at on that knockout is frightening. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, I felt really bad for Bart Gunn, and it was great to see him because he's been off the radar since that. I don't remember yeah. anything about Bart Gunn, or I've seen him in indies or anything. I, he's been out of my mind for twenty years. It was cool to see him. Yeah, still looking good. Very yeah, good he is. Age. Looking fucking he is. damn good. Like um, you can see why he never really got the push back then, because like he's a, he, he's kind of struck with this whole Lance Storm kind of you know look and feel. Be about careful! Him. Be careful! First man to now Lance Storm. Oh God. <laughs> Now, I would be the first to admit that Lance Storm is a fantastic wrestler. One of the best that's ever done the business. Good save. Good save. But, my God, that man has a personality vacuum. Oh, sir. And that's, that's, that's where Bart Gunn also suffers as well. You know, especially in the mid to late 90s where personalities and characters were everything. Yeah. You know, it, nowadays if Bart Gunn got over or won a, a weird shoe tournament like that, he'd be over as fuck because that's what the industry is now. But back then, people didn't care about, you know, how tough you were as they cared about how entertaining you were yeah but these days you're more likely to see a fucking high diving competition than you are seeing a fucking shoot fight competition <laughs> in wrestling True. fucking outlaw flippy mud show rinky dink <laughs> stuff am I right Jim all the words Cornette better listen to this <laughs> oh man he's welcome on the show I'd love to have a chat with him oh. um Jesus, I don't is, feel well. is that the dream is that the dream so Jim oh. what's your thoughts on Marco Stunt versus Lance Archer <laughs> Black miracle. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, God. no, no, no. We need to get his thoughts on the um, Firefly match. I want, I want to just antagonize him about the Firefly Funhouse match. Well, let's just move on to WrestleMania then. Um, I'll do my catchphrase after every pay per view. It's been a week. Everyone's heard a WrestleMania review by now, possibly multiple. So we're not going to review the whole show. Uh, we'll just talk about the high level stuff. I said to you afterwards. Um, I quit halfway through the first night. Um. I watched the Boneyard match the second night, or the second morning, we'll say. And I said to you on Twitter, and I stand by it, I can't remember the last time I was as entertained by something that much. I fucking yeah. loved it. It was so good. 
So, so good. It, felt, it was a movie. It was a movie yeah. fight. It was a movie fight with two guys. Well, Taker is a badass. Like, that's that's been well documented. He is legit. Just He's always been the locker room leader. He's been the judge, jury, and executioner in wrestler's court. There's so many stories about the guy that can be told. He is legit a fucking badass. And it came across in this. But at the same time, you had Styles, little undersized guy. He had his, his buddies for backup. You know, you had some movie tropes in there that, actually, that for me, I think, is, cinematically, it was fucking fantastic. Yep. Yeah, just when he came in, like, you know, they had the, the hearse come in. And you didn't you need 17 cameras to film a, th- a hearse showing up. I'll give it that. No, no. Uh, but then, you know, AJ pops out and he just starts laughing, comes out of the coffin and his music plays. So I was like, oh, great. And then Undertaker comes down the road on the bike to Now That We're Dead by Metallica. And I was like, okay, boys, this is... We're off to the races. This is already the best thing I've seen in years. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. But it wasn't. Oh, just brilliant to see the things about how, you know, when he busted his arm open on the window, that wasn't supposed mm. to happen. And they considered reshooting that because of the blood. But they were like, nah, fuck it, just go with it. Oh, so they were going to spin the car that. around. Yeah, they were going to spin the car around so that the window wouldn't be fucked up. And they were like, nah, stay with it, stay with it. Um, Keep it rolling, boys. Oh, Oh, just it went on uh, the good brothers show up with the druids um, it was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing where Undertaker is surrounded by like 10 lads and he beats them Power, all up And I thought Power Rangers with the potty so I was getting flashbacks like either or either or <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. in the black but, so, but it looked like the foot soldiers to me that's yeah, what I was that's like true, you know, it was, it was yeah. class um, but of course then they climb up on the roof uh, Luke Gallows gets thrown off the roof um, Sexy Carl gets a tombstone on the roof and AJ's shocked at how he's still alive you should be dead um, and then he gets choke slammed off the top of it you go to the end he drags him over and Undertaker respects him for the fight that he put in I'm not going to hurt you I'm not going to hurt you I'm not going to bury you alive and then he hits him the big boot Gets on his bike, raises his arm, the fireworks go off, and the Undertaker logo, and the Metallica plays again, and that's it. Scene. WrestleMania is over. Fucking eight stars. Loved it. There it are so not enough shit. veins. If, no. if I was to find extra veins and hook them up to myself every day for the rest of my life, there still would not be enough veins for me to hook this up to. Just hook it to my veins. It was so good, Fitz. Just. Oh, I, I, I'm so shocked that they were able to pull this out of the bag at obviously such short notice because mm-hmm. to be fair what they had maybe two maybe three weeks in advance where they knew it wasn't going to happen at the stadium and that they had to plan something else and I'm so happy that they didn't have these two guys wrestle an empty arena match no. this was better than anything they could have done in a, an empty studio or a full stadium and, and I love both people of were saying, And people were saying this could extend Taker's career doing matches yeah. like this. Well, 100%. It, it's easy. You can take, like, it's not a case of you're going for 40 minutes straight and you're having to, or would say 36 minutes, 35 seconds straight in the last <laughs> man standing match that goes through a whole arena. Um, you know, being able to just, cool, yeah, guys, I need to fucking take a second. You know, you're not mm-hmm. taking consistent bumps, even if it's only a couple of minute break. It's. Just giving that bit yeah. to recharge is less likely to get injured from taking bumps because he's able to rest up and make sure you're doing everything with full energy. It's and that's the thing: the taker isn't taking any bumps; he's just selling shots. You know, yeah. The, yeah. that's it. He doesn't have to take a bump. Um, and you know, he was saying that he was a concern of his to 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 not have the Goldberg thing be a shit stain on the end of his career. And I think he's repaid that big time. 
that match was fucking incredible can't remember where I read it I remember reading somewhere that apparently it was after the Goldberg match um, Kurt Angle made the suggestion to Taker Angle apparently reached out and suggested yeah work something with AJ like you'd be guaranteed mm-hmm. you're going to get something good out of him AJ Siles is a freak of nature he doesn't have yeah. bad matches he can drag good matches out of people do you remember his matches with James Ellsworth they were fucking great crack yeah. until he nearly um, killed him because Ellsworth didn't have to sales clash yeah, yeah, yeah but they fixed it he did it and then he they, they didn't just go and do the styles clash they did it outside of the ring off the steps to show that no no he's fine he knows how to take yeah. it now <laughs> we got this we got this uh, so I was thinking about that was, earlier about AJ what? Styles I, like, I can't imagine him coming to WWE 10 years ago and having the same impact as he had when he came in no, you know it, it felt like the right time for him to come in even though it felt 10 years too late if you know what I mean yeah and so was he under was he under WCW contract when they bought all the contracts because he was there before they closed yeah uh, but as far as I know he was basically so low on the totem pole that it was okay yeah yeah so he could have like, been in the invasion do you know what I mean you could have had essentially a, no, he, if he was under NWA guys held out. yeah he was under NWA contract or something at the time he was, was under some, remember yeah. NWA Wildside or Wildstyle or some shit that was around yeah. back then as well there was something but you know he could have potentially been back then and he, he would have been like Chuck Palumbo and all those lads that are just gone Sean Stasiak oh, gone yeah uh, remember meat meat <laughs> but even if he came in at the say the beginning of nxt and he was put through the nxt system he would have been so diluted by going mm-hmm. through the the protocols and the, the education that people get in nxt he would have been seth rollins you know and not seth by, rollins not by seth god rollins. we have enough seth rollins on our tv screens every week <laughs> <laughs> I think going going to New Japan really is what kind of solidified the AJ Styles character. Yep. And oh, yeah, and he like bursting onto the scene at Royal Rumble. He's probably been not not even probably he's been the best guy since he debuted, hands down. Probably, probably. If you look over the last couple of years, probably for consistency, yeah. I can't probably because he's been in the position though. He's been in the position too as well. I think if you had had Owens in the same position. Where he was consistently getting those levels, he might be in the discussion, but only because more. both of them are that level. Even when AJ wasn't at the top of the card, you know, if he was no. doing mid card title stuff with Ricochet or whoever, he yeah. was still the most noticeable guy or the, the, the person you'd say had the best yeah. showing of the card. No, 100%. Yeah. You think no, I've, I've seen myself and Rory, the many we went to, we had AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho in the middle of the card at WrestleMania. Oh, and man. That, to think of that now, that's the main event. Do you know it? Yeah. It's weird. You know it's, um, but yeah. The other one was the Firefly Funhouse segment slash match, depending on where. I I personally see it more as a segment than a match. It's a segment. Yeah, it's a- I think it's a segment. Um, so that immediately disqualifies it from it's not a wrestling match sort of bullshit. There was a lot of crap on Twitter about this. So like lads, it wasn't a Get match. Over. It was, it was a Monday Night Raw segment that they put on WrestleMania. Okay, yeah. that's all it was. The three count was counted by Bray and he winked at the camera. Do you know, it was... It I was such it. good shit. It was such good shit. Eight? A little bit of the bubbly. No, it's number seven. It's such good yes. shit. Are you going to replace that with the uh, Mr. McBossman version? <laughs> uh, Mr. McBossman and uh, was it Mercy was Macho Man? Yeah. Which was, uh, Ooh, was Mercy weird. Man or something, wasn't it? Mercy Man, something like that. It was either him or it was... Um, 
Jesse Ventura. Was it, I assume it was Macho Man from Super Smash I, thought, I thought Macho. Some said it was yeah, Jesse, I but I thought it was yeah. Macho. I thought it's, straight it's, away Macho Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. We split people, but it could well be either of them because they both yeah. looked pretty similar. So it was like... Um, uh, it starts off with John Cena in the um, in the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit tells him to go in there and to be careful. Um, and it just goes to utter and complete insanity from there. The The Saturday Night's main event thing was excellent where they're the, the mega powers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um... The, the 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 first I think the first one was the Kurt Angle segment, wasn't it? The ruthless aggression. Yeah, he the met, ruthless aggression. Yeah. They had the SmackDown yeah, yeah. face the whole mm-hmm. lot. John Cena looked very weird in his old gear with full hair. <laughs> um, and then you had yeah, so you went on to Saturday Night's main event. Uh, what happened next? Then the so Saturday Night's main event. Then was there the NWO one? Uh, yeah, so that was the whole thing. People couldn't work out what that was about. They were like, it's it's about Hogan. if he had turned heel. Yeah, it was Hogan. Yeah. He's Hulk Hogan. That was the whole idea the whole time. Um, you had the NWO thing, and then they come out to the ring, and you start doing all the the kooky shit, and Bray gets the win. But the it's ruthless aggression bit, the last was, Mania match, and everything. Yeah. It was it was the essentially Shakespearean a bit. Oh, yeah, it was class. I. It was class. Uh, I said, if people if people view this as a match, I can see why they got pissed off at it. 100% can and understandable mm-hmm. if you view it as a match if you view it as another you know the, the latest wrinkle or the latest episode of Firefly Funhouse and look at it in that sort of a light it's a completely different different shark you know it's um, mm-hmm. yeah I said I loved it uh, we had our we had a zoom call going between myself Fitz Nick and a couple of rest of the lads remember what five or six of us on the call uh, and okay. I think for pretty much most of it we were all muted because we were just laughing we were just we were like yeah on board with it we didn't want to be distracting each other from it so we were kind of jumping in now from time to time but uh, <laughs> yeah we were pretty much it was just yeah I, I loved it um, I'm probably going to watch it again over the weekend same with the Boneyard um, yeah, yeah I, I, such, I'm such ashamed to admit it up. I've watched the Boneyard match three times I can't get enough of it. I fucking loved it. Um, I said it's it's like a movie. It's watching that's yeah. like watching a good movie fight. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the NWO thing was great. It was all these hypotheticals and uh, yeah, it was just good. Really, really good. Cena apparently had a lot of input in it. He vetoed a few things and made changes, and he worked a lot with it. Um, but yeah, there's another guy you could have, and hopefully they tape some stuff with John Cena, considering he was there for the love of God to tape some stuff for Smackdown or something or he's a man where pe- you know. whether people love or hate whatever the hell he's done down for the years the man moves the needle it may not be a crowd there but that man is going to get people tweeting he's going to get people talking no matter what he does he is going to get something out of people mm-hmm. and he does help I, I've kind of I've, I've, I've actually started looking at seeing in a different light since that time he done that interview where he basically said he will try and bring people he will, he will work with people essentially as and paraphrasing but essentially what he was saying was he's the gatekeeper mm. to being that next guy or to that to people getting to that next level he's the gatekeeper to it where he'll work with you he'll bring it to that level he'll try and get the best out of you and then you you have to see if you can keep that momentum going afterwards I've started to kind of look at it that way so I'm inter- intrigued to see what happens with The Fiend going forward now with this 
but yeah, I think yeah, they have to. They should really do something with Cena. Put him in that fucking promo room. Haven't cut promos on someone that you want to have him face at SummerSlam or whatever the hell he comes back. Just give him a couple of promo videos that you can throw in over the next couple of months. Just mm. except Cena segment equals impressions on social media. Easiest yeah. way of looking at it. Um, yeah, no, of course it's hard to. To, uh, it's not like you're going to forgive the the reins of terror that Cena had there for a long time, where a lot of people were no. put down, and and that's where a lot of that was coming from as well. Um, Ray was one of the biggest examples of somebody who was just cut off at the knees and never recovered. Oh. So this this was the whole full circle thing. Um, but the way they did it was they cut back to WrestleMania 30, where this would have been Cena potentially turning heel by hitting Bray with the chair, and Bray was asking him to do it, begging him to do it. But of course, the Boy Scout Cena thing, he doesn't do it because it wasn't wasn't the right thing to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, he swung for him this time. And that's where they could, that's what I meant to mention. When he swung, it faded to black and then the NWO thing started. Yes. And that's where it's like, if he had hit him, that's the heel turn. And ah, so creative. Yeah. So creative. It's, yeah, it's, I, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, jo- uh, just so throw back to what Jordan had in the chat there was the fact that WWE promoted it as a match instead of a segment did it no favours um, no. this whole thing but yeah as, as, as soon as I said it was something happening in the fun house like uh, for, for myself personally and I think for most of for ourselves we looked at it as a cool expect firefly shenanigans you know yep but, yeah no really liked it really good um, probably the highlights of Mania both nights were both of those matches for me I think so oh definitely uh, we want to wait for Fitz to come back he's just doing something on Nikki's home as well so we're just waiting for him to start before we go into the debate about Edge and Orton because um, it's um, going to be fun yeah it's going to um, be an interesting one um, well we have a new we have two new champs two new world slash oh, universal yeah. champs as well so we're calling that a waste a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah poor old Drew McIntyre yeah <laughs> poor Drew McIntyre he didn't get his mania moment but he, he kind of did it's a weird one um, he won the title he beat Brock it looked like a squash match there for a while. So I was like, holy shit, they're going to squash Drew here. And I was worried. Yeah. Problem was, though, it felt too similar to the Goldberg match the night before for me. That was the problem. They were very, very much the same. Uh, you had yeah. Goldberg beat the living piss out of Strowman. Um, he four spears or something, and then Strowman came back with four power slams. And he's the new champion. And myself and Nick were talking about this the last week before it, about the Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah. So that came out afterwards as well that they did film Jeff Hardy beating Goldberg or some form of it because they had Jeff Hardy the picture was there with Jeff Hardy holding the universal it. title yeah so that would have been kind of cool but they were like uh, how did Jeff Hardy beat Goldberg <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing no, um, it, it makes sense being Strowman it 100% mm-hmm. makes sense being Strowman and it's with both of these guys on top now it's a chance for him to have something new. It's a chance for him to come out of this and do something fresh and something different. Um, I still haven't actually had a chance to watch the Drew 24. I watched the Edge one, which was fantastic. Possibly oh, the, the Edge one is brilliant. Possibly the best documentary WWE Network have done so far. Uh, it's excellent. And I say that a bit biased as an Edgehead. Um, mm. Always have been, always will be. Even if he gets me too at some stage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I loved it thought it was fantastic but yeah I haven't had a chance to watch a Drew one yet but just I was I was delighted for Braun but uh, Drew has always been especially because he's from over this side of the Atlantic he's always been someone I think that I've always wanted to see do well and haven't met him a couple of times always a really nice guy so 
when someone is nice, I always want them to do well. Mm. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was just a so shame. Get flashbacks that... to chat. Get flashbacks to seeing him outside Abercrombie and Waterford all those years ago, and then <laughs> myself and the lads sitting standing around chatting to him for about five ten minutes after he finished his WrestleMania access session um, because we were the last three up signing, talking to him about seeing him on the IWW shows and just chatting about some of the stuff from when he was doing the indies and stuff like that and. He just did it. They were ushering people out, and he was kind of, they were like, Ah, oh, come on, now, lads. And he was nearly kind of nearly half brushing the security guys off so he could stand and chat to us for a bit longer. It's like he was he just goes above and beyond for fans. He actually does seem like someone who gives a shit about people. So it's happy to see good things happening to good people. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, you had, two really you'd... good champs, though. Yeah, you had two first time world champions winning in the respective main events of WrestleMania. Um, but there's no crowd. But was it the main event, Gordo? Was it really the main event? Because on no. Monday night, they showed an exclusive clip of what happened after WrestleMania went off the air. And the big show challenged Drew McIntyre. So was that the real main event then? A la Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Yokozuna situation at WrestleMania Unprecedented. 9. Never Unprecedented. before Unprecedented. We've never seen something like this before, Byron. Oh my. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they had me they really got me I thought they were taking the title off him you know when Big Show had him for that last choke slam and they did the Okada yeah. kick out 2.9999999 it's like holy you shit fuckers. It, you fuckers it all lined up they totally worked us because they were like oh shit you know the whole Big Show has a show on Netflix now I was like oh shit they're going to put the title on him they're going to put the title on the Big Show oh my god uh, but uh, Drew got worry. the win in the end I was genuinely worried watching it <laughs> Can you imagine Big um, Show winning another world fucking title? Oh, good oh, lord. Stop. Uh, I need Fitz to come back before we do Edge and Orton. We can't do it without him. No, we can't. Uh, what else we have? Uh, Charlotte, NXT champ, because Rhea had to get deported. Yeah. <laughs> She's deported <laughs> back to Australia. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Why do we not think of making... Why do we not think of making the meme of groundskeeper Willie on the boat when he's getting deported? Oh. Just have Rhea's face on it. <laughs> I did well with the, the groundskeeper Willie memes this week. Now, yeah, groundskeeper Willie posting became a thing this week. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your champ oh. now. Aye, you'll be going home soon. Aye, <laughs> seen for um, the second through twenty-four. Oh, definitely. Um, so, anything else? What was the um, best what and else? worst match you thought of Mania? Oh fuck! Match, match. Mm. Um, the women's tag match. The worst one. No, no, I, I enjoyed the women's tag match. Oh. I just want to give a shout out, mainly because oh. Asuka Asuka <laughs> is an absolute treasure. Mm. Uh, they, no matter how many times they manage to fuck her up, she still manages to be one of the most entertaining things on that product on a regular basis. As um, does a cool, crisp glass of Peroni. Ooh, oh, Peroni. Such good shit. Hit number seven there. It's such good shit. Yeah. If he doesn't come there back we soon, we can't stall any longer. No, we really can't. Um, what's just fun to think? There was... Yeah, there was... Um, Be- the Becky match was a surprise to see her yeah. win. Yeah. That was strange how they didn't put the belt on Shayna. I was very Are surprised at that. They wanting to hold off on it until there's an arena to be shocked. But maybe you've ruined it by giving away the match now so uh, Kevin Owens and Rollins I thought we were going to do a DQ finish oh I was fit to walk at that point I was like if you yeah. have DQ'd us here yeah um, Sammy beating 
Debray with the Haluva kick. It was a fucking big boot. <laughs> Debray done a dive and he got hit with a big boot. Um, <laughs> yeah, like weirdly enough, I think the best match of this week didn't even happen on. It didn't even happen on Mania. I think it was potentially Apollo versus Alistair. It was fucking great on Raw. Incredible. Apollo Cruz uh, through whatever future draft considerations they finally pulled that card. And Apollo Cruz, who just happened to be around the Florida area, I'd imagine, uh, is he, over yeah, to he Raw. Yeah, he still lives in Florida. He lives in Oregon. There you go. He lives just, uh, just under Oath from the PC. I believe he used uh, to live so with Ricochet, if I remember correctly. There you go. And Moose, I believe. They're, they're yeah. Boys. What a um, weird, weird house that would be. Yeah. And Home you consider you one. Yeah, bum fingering and uh, your one, the world champion of Impact used to live with them too. What's Tessa? Jesus you know? Christ! Um, but what why, was I going to say? She, why would she be there if she's a racist though? She was going out with Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. I know, but she'd, she'd be a racist like if, yeah, if Apollo a... and/or Moose are there. Like, <laughs> was that her <laughs> trying to such an... does her trying to get a future cover? It's like she didn't. I used to didn't used to hang around with a couple of them. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, what do you reckon of the two nights thing? I'll put mine out. I don't think they should ever do two nights again. It's too much for me. And it, it encourages too much bloat. It encourages bloat, but on social media, people weren't as jaded. I guess, yeah. Um, and there's also the fact of you can run a, say, 90,000 or 80,000 seater stadium for one night, or you could run a 60,000 seater stadium for two nights. Yeah. I just hope I, it's, they haven't just broken the dam now and there's no going back to one night. I love the one night. I love it and I think it makes it more of a spectacle, but I would not be surprised to see them trying two nights at least once more. Two nights, please. No. Just cut it down to one and make it three and a half, four hours. They don't. All these people don't need to have matches. You know they're sorry. not able to do that. I know, Why? but sorry. Some of them have to be told, okay, sorry, you're not on Mania. Sorry, yeah. you don't need a match. Some of this stuff. It's I don't know, but just, Fist is here finally. So. It's to justify bringing people in for access sessions normally. Possibly. They fly these people I mean, in to do access sessions and there's so many of them have absolutely nothing to do. And mm-hmm. that way, if you do have it being two nights, your pre-show match each night will be the Battle Royal. Yeah, but like... Which justifies all your access people. So Yeah. But you've got quantity over quality, I find. Uh, but Fitz, we, we were stalling for you. Uh, oh, I think hang on now. now oh, thank you, thank you. We stalled for the two E lads. Uh, Nick, how are you? Oh, he's Muted. been a snob. Muted, muted is Nicholas. Hang uh, on, so rude, so rude. The last, the last twenty minutes have been a shit show. Explain yourself. Where were you? How dare you? <laughs> oh wait. How dare you? Where were you? Uh, the lads just came home there, so we'd uh, disinfect the shop and then put certain stuff away while it was frozen and fridge stuff. So right. clean as you go, clean as you go. Don't want to get that COVID in this house again. No, sir. Um, but yeah, um, Edge and Orton then fits. We were waiting for you. Oh yes, please give me that now, again. I'll I'll preface this. Um, Gordo, Nick, and Fitz are the only three people I know that like this match. So. I don't have anything new yeah, but you to You don't say. know many people, though, do you? Well, I mean, uh, including the internet and the you all the podcasts. Don't like interacting with the, anybody. I don't. I yeah, you work in retail long enough, you hate people. You're a very, ones. very old wooden ship. Yeah, that's fine though. Um, He's diversity. <laughs> diversity. I I said I'd give you the floor because I didn't like it. Um, most people didn't, but you guys liked it, so I let you. You're the ones that need to defend it. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> 
like it it could have cut like 10 15 minutes off it sure but i liked it it was old school you know and the the reason i liked it more was what we'll talk about later on when it comes to nxt this week but uh, the sensation between proper heel versus face a long-term storytelling the the ability to to make it uh, to kind of have emotion brought into it as well and show that emotion was what I really liked. You know, hitting each other with bits and bobs or whatever, that's grand. That's You expect that in a last man standing match. But it was everything that happened between the strikes, between the movements is what I really enjoyed the most. Uh, it was, you know, the, the even the, the ill-informed hanging from the gym equipment. Oh. You know, <laughs> even like that, that was poor choice of... Um, um, what would I call it? Spot actions that that would you could have done without that, but even just the way he did it, and you know, even the dives through the machines and the spears and the, the diving forearms and all this sort of stuff, everything just made a lot more sense than what I was thought it was going to be. I had no expectations of this match being fantastic, but I generally would put it up there with probably being my third favorite thing of the entire WrestleMania weekend after the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse. I'll row in behind Fitz on pretty much all that. Um, yeah, could, as I said, could have easily shaved time off it and don't think anyone would have complained if they did. I, I, again, I, I think we, I mentioned it earlier, but the fact that we were on the, the call and having a laugh with our, among ourselves, I think we didn't quite feel the time going. I think it was only when you messaged about how long it was going that any of us were like, this hasn't really been that long. Plus, you know, I didn't quite feel it. I, I didn't feel mm. the time as much as everyone else did. Um, yeah, I said, still could have shaved a bit off. But for me, the whole story behind it, behind it and the fact that it is something long-term and it's something where you're talking decades of friendship and some of the little, some of the little things they've done and the fact that it was through the whole arena, I, 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 well, the whole PC, I should say, I had no problem with it. I, I really liked it. Plus the commentary, I know that was a big uh, sore point for a lot of people watching this match. Oh, which dear God. It's completely understandable. I, I, I'm never going to defend commentary uh, in, in this respect. Uh, mainly because, like I said, we were all on a group Zoom chat, so we weren't really listening to the commentary too much. We were making our own commentary and having the laughs with it. Um, so if you're watching this in isolation on your own and you, you're 100% undivided attention watching it, I can imagine that the commentary during this dragged it down a bit, ignoring so the action me. of what you were seeing. I watched it by uh, myself. Kira went to bed. Um, it was torture, dude. It was like the watching golf. It was that kind of that kind of commentary. They I've heard people use master's commentary. I think was the phrase I heard a couple of people use. Yeah. It was Twitter. Yeah. Whatever about what you thought of the match, either it was good or bad. Twitter was electric during this match. Mm. About about three hours into the match, it was on fire. Twitter was amazing. Dave Meltzer had lost the plot. He was just like, "End this! How is this match still happening?" And everyone was going crazy. That Even the people that had previously. Oh, I know. I know. Even the people who are enjoying it. <laughs> I know, but it was fans, just like the fans oh in the arena God. didn't seem to mind. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just think the, did you spot Heyman. No, when they were brawling from the ring to the to the backstage, I say first, but to, to the gorilla essentially. Um, when they first oh, cut to it, you can see hey Nikki's here. <laughs> uh, you can see Heyman in the corner for like a split second and then he ducks down behind someone and then when they show another shot a minute later he's gone <laughs> brilliant 
Um, but Edge had said that there was no plan to go 40 minutes. It just happened. Um, but I think some of it could have been edited out. Um, he also said look that at, apparently they planned to like do it like with drones and on the rooftops and stuff. But they were planning to do it at night. And then when they went to film it, it ended up being filmed during the day. So they're going to do it. Had to make there it you go. Nikki, how are you? Welcome. We're not exactly one hour late. How are you? Ah, close enough. Like. <laughs> Slowly losing my voice, so it's probably best that uh, I probably wasn't for the whole thing. Ah, okay, cool. Um, but what you you enjoyed the Edge Orton match as well? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Like it, it was probably a bit long, but other than that, I thought it was good. That's and Dobbs chat agrees with us as well. So cool. So. Well, I personally would like Steve. to. It's not just I'd like to personally distance myself from all of these comments because <laughs> I thought it was terrible. But we will come now straight to what you were talking about on Twitter last night. I don't know which one of you posted that poll. Um, Gargano. So you were saying which was worse, Edge or Edge and Orton or Gargano Champa? Um, so you didn't enjoy the match at all on NXT. Give me oh, a Gordos, Gordos, go on, go for I... Gordo. Oh, that's the stuff. Indulge. Climax. Indulge. So for NXT, I fell into the big old trap of setting the expectation too high for it. I said to you on Tuesday that, you know, I was so looking forward to this NXT, probably more than any episode of NXT in the last three months. They had the women's ladder match for the number one contendership and they had Champa Gargano one last time. I thought, how, like, knowing NXT, knowing that they always kind of live up to the hype pretty much every single time I was like they can't fuck this up I didn't even have the I didn't have the premonition that they could have fucked it up but I was just watching this I was like this is worse than watching paint dry oh my god like it's we've seen this match before except for it was in a takeover arena and there was fans which added to the atmosphere you know the street fight that they had in takeover New Orleans I think it was like how is this match any different than that other than the fucking weird Candace spot yeah so I went in you you said there you went in with high expectations you had told me last night that oh this isn't great or this I didn't want to say you didn't, none of you said it was terrible or anything you were like no nah, I preferred Edge Orton this wasn't great I went in with low expectations and I enjoyed it because probably of that now I would literally have shaved 20-25 minutes off of it because it's too long there is I enjoyed it for what it was I enjoyed all the little callbacks the crutch was a nice little touch um, the Candice thing was I guess kind of cool whatever um, way too long though at least to all jokes aside I would have at least taken 20 minutes after that at the absolute minimum cut yeah. half that match off um, or do something different I don't know it just, it just felt like okay what are we doing oh last one standing match okay let's just roll out script A for that you know, it just it didn't feel like there was anything fresh about it. It didn't feel like there was anything new about it. And I obviously mm-hmm. I understand the fact that you know you don't have commentary, you don't have your audience, you don't have the things to play off like you normally would. But it's just come on, give us something. Um I think you know the part with the truck where they're fighting on top of the truck? Yeah. In the match. I think that could have shaved a nice ten minutes off there. I didn't I don't know what that added to. Or just have someone fuck someone off the top of the truck and that be the end of it. Could have done that. He'd have to drag his lifeless body in because they made it very clear, Fitz, that it ends in there, in the building. You had to be in the building. They wanted you mm. to make very clear, made that very clear. The ref bump was hilarious, um, where Champa has Gargano in a submission hold, and that then he rakes the eyes of the ref, <laughs> and the ref is scrambling around, and then Champa goes for the knee on the uh, 
along the ropes and the ref is in there and the ref is bumped for 10 minutes maybe more you're like it doesn't need a ref bump Candice can come in at any time there's no disqualifications or anything that, I'm, I'm under the impression the worst, one of the worst ref bumps I've ever seen <laughs> it, was, it was the only reason for the ref bump potentially because Trips had said that he, it was just the two of them no one else they were going to drop the two of them and Drake at the place and that was going to be it nobody else he was going to leave and then it was just mano a mano maybe so maybe it's that a case of they could do whatever they wanted to each other but if there was any interference it was going <laughs> to be a funny if Triple H running in with a script go oh, ring the bell ring the bell Candice you got him disqualified Candice what are you doing here damn it <laughs> So Candice had handed Johnny a bag beforehand and it was a cup, basically, a C-U-P. And he wore that. Candice went and came into the ring crying and was like, I hate my husband because of you. Why are you like this? God, God, la, la, la. And then she, she boots Johnny in the balls. He goes Full down. Millhouse to Bart. Yeah, right, Millhouse to Bart. Um, Champa then, they do the Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels type thing where Champa and Gargano are all over each other. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then Candice comes back and boots... Uh, champion the balls from behind and Johnny gets the win I, I thought he was setting up for I thought he was setting up for pedigree the way he hooked him <laughs> at the end he had him for that whatever the hell he calls that move I don't, it's whatever it was the, I don't know it's not the project champion the, I can't remember the yeah. older I got the less wrestling move names like no wrestling finisher names I've forgotten you know yeah. I just can't remember all these names um, yeah I, I don't know Obviously, they've been better Champa Gargano matches. Well, that's the thing. And even just saying that is my biggest criticism of it. Because this was the end, this should have been the best. And they've had, they, like, they knew this was coming. So they should have been able to plan something better. And, I, you know, I'm critical of it. And I'm very aware that I'm being critical of it when these are two of the best guys in, that NXT has ever seen. But it's just because they promised so much that I don't need to lift up to it. I think Joe yeah. in the chat put it quite well he goes both were too long um, but Edge and Orton was worse it was so slow I'd agree with him there you won't but I mean that's the subjective part that's just whatever you prefer Johnny and and, and Champa was a bit faster um, there wasn't as so many dead spots or kind of area times where there was very little happening but they were both way too long I both could have I would have cut both those matches in half easily from my yeah, own taste I just didn't enjoy it I think last man standing matches typically go long anyway just with the nature mm. of the beast that you know you have to incapacitate someone so they can't answer a 10 count it makes sense that those matches go a little bit longer because it takes longer for to knock someone out to that degree but you know the, the street fight or the end of an era or whatever you want to call it there was no reason that went for the full second hour of NXT mm. No reason. Now I didn't watch NXT live. I did try, but my old man ways. I fell asleep on the couch trying, trying to wait up for it. Did it start before the top of the second hour? I, I heard so. someone saying that. Yeah. Well, oh, you see the whole thing on on BT on BT over here. It only went an hour and forty two minutes total. NXT. Right. Uh, actually, okay. no, we're about an hour and thirty nine because I think I, it's, it records like a couple of minutes beforehand. So I think it's about an hour thirty nine, an hour and forty is all it actually went. So show to it show. Potentially went potentially went an hour TV time. Uh, yeah, and the US potentially even Fuck. even longer. Um, the, the main thing for me was I liked the fact that you had Scarlet and Cross showing up. Oh, and uh, Rian just in said that car. in chat there, yeah. yeah they were oh. in the car at the end of the match. Uh, Hard to make him out, though, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, I think someone had to leak that information for that to yeah. be found out. You know <laughs> I, that? I saw it. I like that. I saw a yellow shape in the car. That's about it. Yeah. 
I thought, who's this lady that's parked outside waiting for her husband to finish work or something? I, <laughs> you know, I, I, and then I it was cop, like, I copped it and wound it back to be able to see. To be fair, I but thought, I copped it with someone there. Of all people, Steve, that you would have known her from her silhouette straight away before even fucking anyone else knew who that was. I love that woman. I love you that have followed woman. her career for so long. I mean, I invented the phrase because oh no, it was your one Derby Islands misses where I invented the phrase. Priscilla I followed Kelly. her career, Priscilla Kelly. I followed her career for as long as I can remember. They both have quite throbbing careers, thriving, yes. thriving careers, <laughs> thriving, thriving, thriving. <laughs> but no, I, I, um, I think that was possibly one of my favorite things of the NXT shows, and and it's something now that they've done a couple of times, so it's not by accident that they they drop in these Easter eggs and they don't reference them. Ah, Easter so, egg. Oh hey, oh, hey, <laughs> Jesus is dead. Uh, <laughs> Wow, he'll be back right. on Sunday. He'll be, be back, back in a few Sunday. days. He does, lads, he does this trick every year. He goes back on Sunday with chocolate. It'll be fine. We're he just respawn it, but he makes sure he doesn't betray anyone because that'll extend the uh, uh, respawn timer. It's like that thing in Call of Duty years ago, the little green stick you pop down. It was the respawn marker. He does that yeah. and he's back on Sunday. He does that in the middle of the confectionery aisle in Tesco. He'll be back the on problem Sunday. Is though, you won't see him walking out of the tomb this year. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> How long is the lead up to the, is it more than two kilometers? Does that walk out of the tomb? Well, Jesus, they'll, they'll be on to him. There'll be no, no driving to Formoy for him this year. <laughs> no, he usually comes out more jacked on the Sunday anyway. He's had a lot of time to just work out those, get, that get, body. Get a, good, get a good pump. Yeah, just get that uh, Jesus bot up to pristine uh, Easter Sunday quality. Yeah, the big, the, the big problem I had with this, uh, well, not even problem I had with this, but I think it highlights another problem with WWE at the moment is they can't... Well, no, that's that, that's an even worse problem. But no, it's the fact that like they have so many people there who are guaranteed easy money baby faces, and they can't do anything with them. They don't know how to book them, and they all end up heel. Because you have Sami Zayn is now a weird sort of a cult hipster fucking leader of a group. You have Dakota Kai, who came out was all bubbly, had a huge following behind her. She's now turned. Uh, Bailey and is your fucking I was just going to call him champ the and easiest Pam. baby face since John Cena the oh, easiest baby the easiest God. layup of a baby face you have and now you have Johnny Gargano and Candace who again two of the easiest baby faces you could ever have to get over all of them are currently healing this company yep now, one thing I forgot to mention during the match, you know, when he mentioned, you know, you're a failure. You know, he did the usual WWE thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a failure as a husband. You're a failure as a father. A failure as a, as a whatever, a dad. Whatever the hell he said. But then he mentioned his daughter and Champa fucking snaps and he breaks the crutch all over him. I thought that was a nice little moment where they went down the typical you people type route. But then he mentioned his daughter's name and he just went insane. Like, yeah. There's a line. There's a line. You've yeah. crossed it. I'm gonna fuck you up. And there was there was a many f bombs. I say fuck it. Leave the f bombs in. They bleep <laughs> shit. Let you're, shit. You're in. allowed Fine. Shit. Just let them you're say allowed, shit. You're allowed one shit. But they you're bleep shit. Sh- you're allowed a shit, a bitch, and two bastards. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, okay. I want to see fucking this match after dark with them cursing and fucking and blinding because Champa was going bananas. I don't want to see them fucking. <laughs> no, 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 no. So let, let's one last ride. Book. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! That takes a whole new connotation to that move. So, what happens next? It, that that can't just be the end of it. I know that's a uh, what I, say, but How do you fantasy book out of this now? 
Well, this is where you get the baby faces, the, the hyper baby face Champa, because he got screwed over and Triple H decreed, and they both agreed that this is the way it was. There is no way they fight again. Now, Champa has no way to get back at him. So you can lay the gauntlet out for Champa if you do X, Y, and Z, you get a shot at Johnny again. And I, I, I know they've kind of, by throwing in Cross and um, your dear lady Scarlet, they, they've the kind of. That'll, that'll take their, that'll take the attention straight away off of the whole Johnny Char- Champa thing anyway so that does kind of help but then yeah like you say you've got the whole Champa thing now where does he go from this who isolation who's it dr- COVID. isolation yeah they all have to go and that was the thing I was talking to Rory about during the week these fuckers had to fly in for this pointless mania and then they had to, they spend enough time on the road as it is away from their family and then they had to go and sit in a hotel for 14 days after this in self-isolation. That has to be an absolute sickener. Like, yep. I don't know. But Champa, I don't know if it's... Um, the Dream is probably going to... Is he the one to take the title off Cole? Dream Cole, then you don't want to go Dream versus a dream face Champa. Champa. Yeah. I dream, think the, the Sizzle's going off Dream big time. Dream is losing and potentially leave him off TV for a couple of months and bring him up just bring him up there's no need for a dream to be down there anymore no I think I would leave him as to what Fitz said though I think the sizzle has gone off dream so I'd leave him off TV for a while and then bring him up uh, but I have have vignettes or have an angle to bring him in don't just Bianca Belle or him and randomly just oh yeah he's here now don't do that oh yeah have do it have, a, a, be, open, have a be an experience for the open pump. challenge at SummerSlam or something he answers an open challenge beats yeah. whoever the US champion is or IC champion is that could be a good one. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Fitz looks very excited on camera. What's going on? I don't know. Nikki is also the dogs right. have gone crazy. Yeah, the dogs must have gone crazy. So they've, yep, he said yeah, that. Doggo time. Um, doggo time. Um, yeah. It's it's weird. It's Batman and the Joker type situation here, but they've switched to Batman is. I think that's the idea behind, or that's where the way it looks to me. Yeah, but I love the part world. at the start with Bizarro World, Magal. Mm-hmm. I love the part at the start with Triple H in the. Um, he's just sitting in the ring on the chair, and then he throws the chair in as a way to encourage them both to get into the ring. That was kind of yeah. cool. First man in gets the chair. Get nice in here. Touches get here and fuck there. shit up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't even watch the rest of NXT because it doesn't drag me in. I will eventually watch that women's ladder match, but I heard it wasn't great. Uh, the, if it's said no yeah. I, I enjoyed the women's ladder match I thought it was good um, <coughs> this is one that you possibly could have done with an extra five minutes I think I um, think uh, they, they tried to pack a lot of stuff in there where there was no need for there was no need there was, there was no need for them to pack that much stuff in to such a short match where they could have given it another five minutes and shaved five minutes off Gargano Champa. yeah um, um, Joe in the chat as well. Fitz is saying 10, oh, but I, he's saying 10. 5 would have made a difference, but 10 would have been the optimum, I reckon. I think to make it absolutely fucking perfect, a nice 20, round the whole thing off there. That, <laughs> entire, that entire truck section didn't offer anything. It was a cool shot, but yeah. I was like, come on, let's move on. Uh, the lads in the chat all talk about Kushida. Uh, Joe saying uh, Gargano to uh, Kushida in a takeover, takeover level match would be cool. Oh yeah, but that was in the uh, in the pre-COVID in one PC, as you say, Gordo. One PC, one we, pre-COVID. Back when we get a, a nice crowd, I'd like to see Kushida um, do something with Gargano, all right? Yeah, that'd um, be fucking insane. Kushida, Kushida's finally start. If you look at his matches, he's finally started getting them a couple of extra minutes in matches to actually show what he can do. 
over his last few as well, which like his first couple his first couple of months he's been fine. He's been tipping away with some of the matches he's been having, but the last couple of matches he's had just uh, no, I've said it a couple of times. An extra couple of minutes to a match can give them time to do so much more. And I think he's someone who's making the most of his minutes the last couple of months. So good to see. Well, it's, it's his opponents can't be seen anymore, though. Oh, shit. But it makes sense. You know, it's post mania, so it's post takeover. This is when the calendar refreshes. This is when the new stars come up. So it, it Kushida's been there for a long enough time now that he, he needs to be fucking rocket strapped and put, fucking sent to the moon. Yeah, yes, and I need uh, I need um, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle broken up, and let's get those guys working singles again. Well, Pete now Dunne that you mention that, <laughs> so. fucking Jordan Devlin, huh? Gets his fucking oh, title, fucking ta- title taken off him effectively, wow. so that they're going to be a new interim cruiserweight champion. But little old fucking Pete Dunne can't get over to NXT anymore. He doesn't get stripped of his title. There's no interim tag titles in NXT, huh? They've set the precedent that a tag title can be defended by one person now. Yeah, it's true. They did it at WrestleMania, the grandest they, stage of actually, some all. That was a great match, <laughs> except for the Velcro ending. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the weird ending. Let's not get into it again. I'm in good mood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was okay, the... Oh, yeah. It, no, you're wrong, because it happened with Randy Orton, but that's fine, whatever. Um, the the thing about Pete Dunne and all them, and mm. uh, Jordan Devlin. So they're going to do the interim title. Jordan Devlin, I assume, will face the winner they've got two options here so you can have go the Sean and Razor route at Wrestlemania 10 where they've got both belts the right hanging option. above the ring yeah or the winner of their match faces Enzo to become the undisputed cruiserweight champion because he never lost the, the belt <laughs> he never where's, lost the belt where's in all of this I don't know I mean he uh, can be wherever he wants ring. we're right in the yeah. show he's, 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 he's right the, 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 the real exalted one He's the, he's the original <laughs> cruiserweight champ still. He still he still has the title. He's, he's busy did, hacking. <laughs> did he never lose the title? No, the no. original cruiserweight. The and that's the one that went through. Won. And that's the one that went through New Japan. That what has a lineage for decades. The, the, the WCW lineage and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a nice one to have. Um, it's no Enzo as the original purple belt or the you know, but whatever. That's cool too, I guess. <laughs> that belt can fuck off. Yeah, that I like the black version of it. Off. Yeah, that was a killer for them, wasn't it? After that amazing tournament, and then uh, you know, like, here's this crappy purple. You're like, hooray! Looks like something. Go play. You, go play. Looks like something a four year old would make on the fucking belt creator suite in WWE 2K18 because <laughs> there was no good designs in that fucking game. A pox on it. <laughs> a pox on it. Um, AEW. Any thoughts, feelings, slash emotions? Yeah, uh, I did not need a 25 minute match with Michael Nakazawa in it. <laughs> oh dear lord. I haven't seen it. Um, um, all Brody I watched Lee, from Wednesday night was Brody Jericho Lee. was great on commentary for it, though. Highlight is Jericho on commentary, without a doubt. All I've seen from AEW is the clips that they posted on Twitter, and I saw the Brody Lee one, which was an interesting kind of, um, the, you know, another Vince McMahon thing or whatever. But um, yeah. well, that's 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 a shot at the whole CM Punk not dressing smartly when he was champ. I'm assuming that's what I saw within seconds. Hmm. He was berating two guys from the Dark Order for not being dressed as nicely as another person. And wasn't Punk there the whole story? Confirmed. Wasn't there the whole story where definitely. Punk Punk wouldn't dress smartly when he was champ, and then it was uh, he pretty much got destroyed in that Hell in a Cell match against Taker and lost the title inside like ten minutes. It was one of the shortest Hell in a Cell matches of all time. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, there was there was all that heat on Punk for the way he was dressing back then. So I assumed that that's what this was. 
was a throwback to that. But um, they need to they need to do something something quick with Brody because that the sizzle is going off that very quick for me. His oh. ring gear is so contrasting to the character he's playing. I feel as well that that takes me out completely. Dress him like Mordecai. <laughs> oh man, Mordecai! Oh lord. Uh, yeah, um, Jericho, Jericho, and Tony though, fantastic. Loved the two yeah. of them. They were very good together. Um, the Karushita Brett Breaker match was very good as well. Britt got her nose busted open. Saying it possibly the best women's match they've had. Yeah. In Holy that whole shit. division. Fitz Genuine. mentioned that actually last night. Mm. Um, Hikaru Shida was was able to get a good match out of Britt Baker and fuck up her nose in the one match. Like, surely that deserves like some sort of an award. Sheeta is oh, that's, bae. That's five stars. <laughs> Sheeta is bay. Um, seriously. I said it if, when we before we went to fucking all out that they should have put the belt on her from the get go. Yeah. It was she looks a star, she acts a star. Everything about her is money. Yeah. Where's where's the tiny girl these days, Reho? Uh fifth in the rankings. Yeah. Fifth in the rankings. Behind Britt Baker. <laughs> Oh, and Emi Sakazaki. Are you Sakazaki, not Emi Sakura? Yeah. yeah. She's got a fun name to say. The champion. The, 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 the magic, the magic lady, or whatever she was called. I think. I think um, AEW again this week was was consistently above average. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that it was great because you know, it, in this times with no, no crowds, crowds wait, wait. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> exactly. The Undertaker and AJ in the Boneyard match. Yeah, like <laughs> nothing is great, but. They're consistently no. good. They're consistently above average. You know, the wrestling quality is quite good, and I love the fact that they've been able to record all the way through for the next five or six weeks as well. So you oh, okay. you know that you're you know that you're you're going to get a, a consistent show and what they've advertised you're actually going to get. So there's a, a nice little bit of trust that they've built up so that you can expect to see something. Whereas with WWE right now, you don't know if there's going to be a show tonight for SmackDown or what you're going to get. Um, they're literally fucking highly coyote around USA right now trying to find states that aren't in lockdown and bringing a ring with them and seeing what they can do I actually thought that's that the earlier funniest did thing they actually it? record yeah, Smackdown an island no they haven't recorded just get Smackdown get a fine island they're apparently doing it use they're doing it live now look, uh, Dana White has set the precedent they're just going to go find some fucking Native American sovereign land and they're going to fucking record Smackdown there fighter fest you just know it Fighter, they're gonna or they'll use Dana White's Fight Island, um, yeah, Fighter Fest. But the funny thing is, because of the pandemic, WWE have been forced into doing something they haven't done in twenty years: is to book in advance. Normally, they just make shit up on the fly and hope for the best. Now they have no choice but to. So I'm hoping the writing will improve Wait, in this long term. You, you meant that Big Show segment on Raw was planned in advance? <laughs> that was at WrestleMania, sir. It was yes. the true main event. It was true main event. Final match of WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, it was the main so, event. Big Show finally got a WrestleMania main event. <laughs> he did it. He did it. It just happened to be recorded um, and aired the next day. He got Still a counts. WrestleMania main event <laughs> the week of his TV show and everything. Amazing. Amazing how that happens. What's well, not a coincidence. And you know what the best thing is? Why he doesn't say fucking, uh, I don't know, Ricochet? come out on Smackdown or he's on Raw but say whoever's on Smackdown tonight come out and just challenge Braun Strowman why? well the big show did it how why the hell do I have to win the Royal Rumble? how do you know they do didn't you know, like, record a match when we were busy watching the Firefly Funhouse <laughs> or not the, the Boneyard match I should say it cut away and they went true. to the Boneyard match he could well have defended the title seven times and we don't know 
We don't. Oh, fuck. A gauntlet what match. Jeff Hardy, a gauntlet what, if, match. what if Jeff Hardy beat Braun Strowman and they do that tonight? And they say it happened <laughs> after Braun beat Goldberg and it all was true. Uh, Isn't it funny, though, that we're coming away from WrestleMania where they've had 18 matches total and nobody oh. is talking about the two world title matches? We did. You know, me and, Go- well, me and Gordo did it when you were gone, right? Matches, and you'll talk the about people. both of the two world title matches because yeah. they were the same match. The people, yeah, they were, the internet yeah. are not talking about it. Of the oh, highlights that, that are and the reason, out of the show, nobody's mentioning them. And the reason me and Gordo mentioned it is because we went through literally everything, killing time until you guys were back. And Gordo goes, oh yeah, the two world title matches. And we're like, oh yeah, two new two guys won the world title for the first time ever in their respective main events of WrestleMania. And we thought about it last. We, we talked about Asuka before we talked about the fucking main yeah. events. Uh, I want to call out as well, fair play to the UK for finally joining Ireland in the group of countries that have a world title. Yeah. Fair play to them. Took them fucking long enough. Uh, Until he gets Andy Jack Murray. Gallag- uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Gallagher posts it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. He's Scottish, or he's British until he loses it, and then he's Scottish again. I'm pretty sure we works. made that joke a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, so Jack Gallagher definitely listens. He was the one who listened to <laughs> when we were in Saudi Arabia. True. Tell me, what, uh, why did they book both matches identical? That's what really Reasons. confuses me. Fair enough, you have the Goldberg-Strowman. That had to be booked like that. I don't think you can book that match any other way. Yeah. But Drew Brock, there was no reason that couldn't go for 10, 15 minutes and have a Survivor yeah. Series-esque match like Brock put on with AJ, Finn, or, or even Ray. Like, there was the no reason kiss. that went three minutes. Why was it not like Brock versus Roman? Yeah. Yeah? That's Where they been. tore lumps out of each other for a good nine, ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, why was it not like Brock Goldberg, which was... Yeah, it was quick, but it was class. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone went into um, that thinking this could be shite, and we all walked over thinking, Jesus, them lads tore lumps out of each other. But this one's like, ah, oh, cool, there was a load of finishers and like three German suplexes. Cool. Did they just lump Brock in with the Goldberg style for no reason? Yeah. Because Brock can wrestle his fucking ass off. I think I can still go long. I think they were, I think this fell victim to what we were saying a minute ago, where they had to book stuff in advance because they had the time constraints where they have to book stuff for these shows I think this fell into the same thing where they didn't have time to think of this they were just like we're going to put the belt on him we don't care what we do yeah mm. but come on you've got literally you've got Paul Heyman sitting ringside oh I know how can you not say okay let's stretch this out to 8 minutes you know hit a few Germans go outside on the outside for a while throw them off the rails throw a few and chairs and do something there was enough stuff on the outside of that show but not, not even outside, but literally under fucking the ring apron and the fucking yeah. edge where the barriers are. Literally just do something unique to make it stand out. This was literally the main event of the night two of WrestleMania. Have have them go to the outside and Brock hit an F5 onto the ring apron. Anything. And roll, and roll Drew back in and get a two count. Like, if anything, this kind of hurts Drew more than anything. Because, you know his first main event to Wrestlemania albeit in an empty arena was a squash match over Brock Lesnar you know that doesn't do mm. anyone any favours no. you know he should have been able to take an absolute pounding other than three F5s he should have taken 25 German suplexes he should have taken bashes to the outside into the ring steps everything and then finally overcome that so you make up for the fact that there's no fans there to celebrate his first ever championship win by the fact that he's overcome such a beating that no one has ever seen before and that was his crowning moment and that's yeah. what people remember from this show not that he won it in three minutes in front of no fans if you had seven minutes of him getting mauled by Brock and then 
He kicks out afterwards, saying the third F5, and Brock is pissed off, and Drew was propping himself up in the corner when Brock is busy arguing with the ref. Brock charges into the corner, gets caught with a claymore as he's coming in. Mm -hmm. Drew drags himself to another corner, hits a second claymore, maybe if you want to add in a third one as well. But then after that, he gets the pin, and that's the old, pretty much the only offense he hits. Barrow would say a couple of punches, and they're going for mm. a scuffle at the start. That's the only offense he gets is a couple of claymores at the end after about seven minutes of taking a whooping, like you said. And that does a couple of things. One, it reinforces that video package that they put out last week of him training on the Scottish Highlands, yeah. of him being Which a tough class. bastard, being able to take an app. Absolute the fucking elements up there, which are fucking horrible at the best of times. And two, it puts the claymore at the upper echelons of finishers at an unbelievable protective level. That anyone taking one claymore from now on, unless you're Brock Lesnar, you are dead. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have had him hit one less claymore than Brock hit F five. Hmm. Or because ultimately, that's more than just the two of those things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, the match having more than that would have been even better. But yeah, I love how he, I love how Nikki or uh, Fitz and Gordo got into the weeds on which finishers should be done at what ratio. And Nikki's like, but they could have also done other moves. <laughs> with other moves. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I need to redo my WrestleMania sign. I'm pretty sure I still have that around somewhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have all three of our WrestleMania signs still here somewhere. Uh-huh. They all got rolled up together. Um, but if I did a weird, uh, weirdly qualified question where I say best and worst match and you can't pick Boneyard and you can't pick Firefly Funhouse and you can't pick Edge and Orton because you're going to say it's the best and I'm going to probably say it was the worst. So you can't pick any of those matches. What was your favorite match of so many a weekend? You can clear Raw if you want. Apollo my three Alistair. top wrestling matches of WrestleMania are disqualified from this conversation. <laughs> yes, because we all know we're all going to say the Boneyard. Are we all saying the Boneyard was the best of match of the whole weekend? Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't disagree with that. Boneyard, then Firefly for me, yeah. definitely. Okay. And that's why I'm saying excluding Edge and Orton, because you're going to say Edge and Orton next, and I'm going to say it was the worst. I, so we already, was, we've already had that conversation. I was, okay, this, no point I was probably going to have Apollo Alistair as my third best, but whatever. Are we just saying okay. Mania? Just, or just saying Mania. Stick to just Mania. Well, it's... Okay, just mania, so okay. yeah. But I'll uh, start it off. I'll I'll say Charlotte and, and Rhea Ripley. That, I really enjoyed that's that. That's what I go to. I was gonna I'd probably go yeah. that over Edge Orton anyway. Okay. Um I mean I'd go sorry, if you wanna go Gordo? No, no, I'm, I'm still I was gonna think out loud, so I'll leave you go. The top three other than those that I would put together would be yeah, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley. Uh finish made absolute sense. I really don't understand how people were surprised by that. Um mm-hmm. The women's tag was surprisingly fun. Um, I said that. Ignoring, yeah. ig- ignoring the the sound effects that came from it, and you know, <laughs> the, the 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 confused looks by people living beside or with people who are watching this show. Um, <laughs> are you watching wrestling or porn? Um, it's porn. Porn is the less embarrassing uh, one in that situation. And, <laughs> and the SmackDown singles tag team championship match. I really yeah, enjoyed that too. That there too, yeah. Okay. Um, Gordo. Now, worst. Isn't I'm going to go even. I'm going to go. Gordo hasn't got one yet. I'm actually going to say I really enjoyed the Prophets versus Garza and Theory. What? All right. I think given Theory being put in there last minute, I think he had an okay show, and then anything with Garza is going to get my seal of approval. Dawkins looked out of his depth. 
Did you like the whole hour of matches they had on Raw? Oh, God, on Raw. (laughs) (laughs) They got an hour of three different matches out of that, That out of those six people. Um, No, I Uh, I I thought thought there was some good stuff there. I thought it was, I'm not saying it was one of my favorites, but I'm saying it's it's something that I think will go under the radar. I thought Thierry and Garza had a very good show. Ford is always good. I thought Dawkins looked a bit out of his depth in that one. Um, I love how during this whole discussion, up until now, we completely forgot about Otis Ziggler as well. Oh yeah, that was good fun. Um, he got the macho man, the macho man moment. Not quite with yep. the same lift, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He I, loved her, Gordo. He loved her all along. The, the women's the women's five way can fuck off. Oh, oh, can I take one back? I really enjoyed that. I did not. Okay. I actually, yeah, I'm going to swap that in for um, the the women's tag because I can't have three women's matches being my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> The women's five. I really like best. It was perfectly. You need, to cut, you need to cut it down. Your best one match outside of the the three that oh, were the most one. talked about match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably Charlotte and Rhea, just because mm-hmm. it didn't disappoint. You know, I thought it had a lot to live up to, and I think it li- lived up to it. I've, we've really heard. We like, thank, thankfully Gorda brought it up. Not bringing up Otis and, and Ziggler is on us. That was great fun. Mm, that, that was, was like an old school kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it did it exactly how it should have been done, which is props to them because Surprising. you're yeah. always worried when they do these sorts of things as how they're going to fuck it up. Um, did you give yours, Gordo? No, I did think. You, did you go with the? No, I think I think Charlotte Rhea probably definitely makes sense. I could have could have done with a couple of minutes less, not much. Hmm. I would say not much, but I just think it, it got a bit dragged um, out. But uh, yeah, no, I think Charlotte Rhea very good match. Uh, I was happy that Rhea got to have a good match that they can finally see that she is able to to hang whenever all this visa stuff is done I look forward to seeing what they do with her next and where she goes but so I think she cemented herself as the future of that whole women's division with this week with yeah. that match she fought Char- she fought Charlotte at Wrestlemania it doesn't matter if she lost the title or not <laughs> you know yeah. it was a good match yeah uh, I'll send it straight back the other way around then Gordo what's your worst match uh, <laughs> Elias Corbin I'll, I'll- yeah, Elias Corbin, I was going to yeah. say the same. Didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no need. 10 minutes or whatever it was. No need. I'd say Black Lashley actually wasn't terrible. Black. <laughs> Is that your nickname for Lashley? <laughs> also wasn't terrible. <laughs> the word versus was badly needed there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the Twitter clip is for this week? Oh, oh I'm not posting that. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, that's, you know so what it meant. Apparently, <laughs> Black Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> my my worst oh, match okay. is the Universal title match. I think Ooh, because really? you, you expected more two of it. Minutes, two minutes, just yeah, it was mm. not. But that's what it was supposed to be. I know, but still. I didn't. It was nothing. We didn't. We didn't get Steve to rant for five minutes about how he didn't enjoy the ending of the triple threat ladder match. That wasn't the tag team ladder match for the tag team titles. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Life is too short. <laughs> right, so, wrong, Steve. Um, it's okay. I'm not wrong. You can't be wrong in an opinion, except when you're Dave Meltzer or whoever. I don't know. Or, or Lindsay um, Kelk. Owens versus Rollins talked about it all earlier. Not really. I don't think we even draw it up. Genuinely, it got it got mentioned at one stage for like a split yeah. second. But that dive, the dive was the only thing really. The dive was fantastic. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I was saying that I was worried they were going to go with an actual DQ ending on Mania. Yeah, we um, we yeah. mentioned the worry about the DQ thing. Yeah, um, the dive was great. Yeah, 
Um, Owens had said that he went to a game at the Pirate Stadium, whatever the hell it was, Raymond James Stadium, and he was like, I want to find a way to jump off the pirate ship. And he was like, well, that was a close second. <laughs> it was a cool spot. It was really, really cool and dangerous as fuck. Like, um, he fucking threw himself into that. What was the spot that they cut away from because they had crash pads? Was it the Usos in the ladder match? Yeah, the Uso. Jay, Jay got thrown over the top rope and it was the same as uh, King Corbin knocking Elias off the platform. Doom. And like, oh, oh, yeah. Come they, on. Did it with, they, they did it with the air raid crash in the Champa Gargano. Exactly, yeah. It's like, don't yeah. make spots so unbelievable that everyone can see that it's not real. Mm-hmm. Gronk dived off the... Gronk dived off the perch as well. Gronk I'll, should have dived off our screen before WrestleMania started. He was Gronk was an awful letdown. <laughs> yeah, I always preferred Aaron Hernandez anyway. Oh! <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> oh God! Um, what about Gordo? Briefly mentioned the XFL segue. Um, it's all gone. XFL is done. It's done. Apparently, no plans They've, for return next season, which is a real yeah, they shame. Fired all their employees, all the workers, they laid all the employees off. The problem is they also like lost one of the few really exciting players that was in the league. Um, can't remember his name. Quarterback for the Roughnecks. Um, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. No, no, he hate me still floating around. Uh, oh, PJ Walker uh, was quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks. <coughs> was one of the best uh, one of the best players in the league and he got signed by the Carolina Panthers. So, to be honest, after him, there's only remember two or three other players who you're looking at that were really exciting. Um Hopefully, hopefully it isn't the end of it, and they'll find a way to eventually bring it back again. Because some of the rule innovations and stuff they brought in were very good, and I actually really enjoyed watching it. But RIP, RIP XFL, pulling out for the homies. On one side, you know, it's more football, but on the other side, it's Vince McMahon failing again. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of torn here because I, I kind of like the prospect of this failing on Vince for no other reason than just a bit vindictive, to be honest. But then that also means that Vince takes his attention away from the XFL and puts all his attention back to WWE. No. Is that better or worse? I genuinely can't make up my mind on that. Can we have like a new hockey league, the XHL? baseball, XLB. Oh, there's a game, or stream cricket, a game that really, really needs to be livened up. <laughs> Um, I well, feel bad for him in a way that it wasn't really his fault this time. It was picking up. Spe- it was picking up steam. People were enjoying it, uh, getting a lot of buzz on social media, and then boop, coronavirus. Say that like I watched the first weekend and I haven't watched that since. But the, I did enjoy that first weekend when I watched it. I just hadn't had a chance to get back to it for you know it, mm. it died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. There, there, was, there was some good stuff. There was some very good matches. Sucks. All the boys. All the boys left the chat because the OTT thing is on now. They all pissed off. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might try to watch it back. I'll definitely watch night two tomorrow anyway. So. Fickle, fickle, fickle. Fickle. Um, Paddy's still there. Joel's still there. Dobbs is still there. We, we respect Good that. Good times. That they're loyal. We we appreciate and respect loyalty here. So. Them hoes loyal. Them yeah. hoes loyal. Um, Ronda Rousey. This crack with Nia Jax of all the people. Oh we'll finish it with this. Uh, Ronda Ra- or Nia Jax was talking about how she had to stand up for Alexa Bliss because uh, somebody kept hurting her. Who this person was obviously Ronda Rousey. She was talking about Nia Jax fits talking about hurting people. <laughs> Pot kettle uh, shite. Yeah. <laughs> 
don't want to speak ill. Okay. I don't want to speak ill of Gordo's um, dear, dearly beloved, um, but you know that's such horseshit. Like I think yeah. Nia Jax has possibly injured every single female that they have on the roster at one stage or another. And she broke my heart, including herself. <laughs> Including herself, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, like even the Ronda thing, like the Ronda injury to Alexa was purely accidental. Like it was what an arm drag that she hurt herself on. Well, I'm I'm pretty Alexa sure. isn't the biggest. No, and and she has been Sorry, injured by know. other people before. And can, Alexa gets injured all of the time. Shoots. She's had about eighty concussions. She's made of glass. She's tiny. Yeah. Yes. She is. She is Jones and Smalling injuries rolled into one. She's always injured. Uh, Aaron, the uh, Darren Anderson of the WWE. Hey, they, hey, yeah, he absolutely shut your note. fucking whore mouth. Yeah. I, I like you know, them. I, I will not have a bad word said about Darren Anderson in this podcast. No, no, no. I, I want to clarify this. I want to clarify this. Talented, good career, but injury prone as fuck. I'll fucking injury prone you in a minute. Owen Hargreaves same problem I loved Owen Hargreaves fucking loved him anytime he was fit he was one of the best players in the fucking world in his position do you remember the time he came back after a year and lasted four minutes came <laughs> oh, for yeah. another year <laughs> oh it broke my heart broke my fucking heart yeah. um, but yeah Nia's new finisher lads she's that cradle DDT thing and that is gonna end well she is gonna she is actually gonna fucking end someone's career with that thing uh, Diana Perazzo is lucky to be walking that's all I'm saying that that something's going to happen she is going to fuck somebody up with that move that looks she, she can't even do a leg drop her fucking leg drop is crushing people's heads I, her legs I, I call it the man two ton truck can confirm I called, her, I called it the fucking manslaughter leg drop for a reason <laughs> like she is going to hurt someone we got a new manslaughter DDT here I'm like um, why did they bring her back at all like they had the perfect opportunity to just go okay you can you know, you know go do other things now Naya uh, we don't need you anymore Good luck and best of luck in all your future endeavors. You're talking to a company, and I'm sorry in advance for this, Paddy. You're talking to a company that's had Tamina on the books for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Tamina's They're an wrong. infinitely better wrestler than I Ajax. will. 100%. 100%. But at the same time, well, the same with Alicia Fox has been there for 12 years. This is a company that will hold on to people for way longer than they think they need to. Also, especially in this current climate, because there's the possibility if they got rid of her, that we would see Nyla Rose versus Nia Jax. No, no, uh, no. no I'm sorry, no, Paddy. I'm sorry. That will never. Happen. I like Tamina. You know, I wanted her to win if Lacey wasn't going to win. But still, Ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. <laughs> uh, I was hoping the revival. I need, I need thing to move out can... now. I need to fucking move house yeah. during COVID because of that statement. <laughs> I was hoping the old revival fucking uh, releases today might lead to another small little bus flip like we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, Considering the 90 day thing doesn't affect anyone now, I thought it'd be a nice thing to do. Who else has left that have asked for the release? Did EC3 ever ask for it? Nah, he's just randomly putting stuff up on Twitter calling people idiots during COVID. Yeah. Uh, The hyper depressed EC3 has become sentient and he discovered that his life is futile and what he does doesn't matter because of COVID-19 it's been pretty funny fair play to him Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I don't know what else there is to talk about really Um, but we never actually picked what one we have winning on our scorecard for this week for the Wednesday night oh yeah Uh, let's see where am I 
Okay, so ratings came in. Um, AEW 692, NXT 693. Uh, Brian Alvarez had a conniption. He didn't know what was going on on Twitter because he saw that uh, AEW charted and then NXT didn't. And then all of a sudden NXT had more viewers and because of the demos, nobody cares, whatever. Um, AEW uh, 23, NXT up to a gentleman's five now because of that win. (laughs) and then you had our score is currently AEW 12 NXT 15 uh, it's only fair that I abstain because I've only seen one of them I don't think it's fair you, that you I have, vote uh, you have abstained every week bar one for the last 10 weeks <laughs> I haven't watched Wednesday Night Wrestling in 2020 I gave up on them over Christmas week uh, no I have seen one this week and I, getting good uh, well that was at their lowest point to be fair that was at their absolute worst over Christmas um Am I allowed to vote NXT? It's up to you because I will vote NXT because it's all I've seen. So, nah, if you and I don't plan on watching AEW. No, it's not fair. That's why I put it out there. But my vote would be NXT because that is the wrestling show that I watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but due to current circumstances, I'll be able to see them every week. From current on, circumstances. Nikki, so to worry about. <laughs> I've got literally no excuse anymore. So that's good or bad. I don't know. From Callum A, from Callum B. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, getting paid to sit at home. I'm I'm getting revivaled. <laughs> I'm getting revivaled. I just got to hit my downside guarantee on the eighth of June, and I'm out. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to go NXT. Um, I feel that maybe I voted. Uh, for me, AW the women's match I thought was fantastic. Probably the best match they've. I said probably the best women's match they've had so far in that company. Um, the rest of it just seemed even looking back and reading back from what's happened it was very meh didn't really have a whole lot that gripped me whereas I actually really liked the ladder match on NXT the the Indian head shrinkers debuting didn't really give much of a shit (laughs) Um, I I, I know for a fact there's definitely a pun in there I just haven't had time to think of it yet I'll think of it for next week (laughs) And Gargano Champa, while he could have knocked a couple of minutes off and give it to the ladder match, I enjoyed it. So while AEW had Jericho and had the women's match, I think overall I enjoyed NXT start to finish a bit more this week. So NXT gets my vote. What do you reckon, Fitz? Mads, I, I, I told you on whatever, Monday or Tuesday night that I couldn't see me voting for anything other than NXT this week. And I'm voting for something other than NXT this week. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's not because that AEW was great. It was consistently good, like I said, above average. But it's been consistent. And you know what you're going to get from it. Jericho was fantastic on commentary with uh, Shia Vone. Uh, the women's match was, was very good. The I enjoyed the tag match, although it kind of went a bit weird with Nakazawa during the middle and... He doesn't um, belong in this company. He doesn't belong in something that's trying to be an alternative to WWE. He's, he's definitely an alternative to something you'd see in WWE. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen some of the hokey shit they're doing? I could 100% see him on a fucking Firefly Funhouse. But the reason I can't vote for WWE or NXT this week is just they had so much potential. It was a, it was a layup. All they had to do was literally just put the ball in the net, touch it down, Sport. hit it with a bat, and knock it out of the park <laughs> but they sport the, the women's ladder match was like legitimately 5-10 minutes too short there wasn't enough in that match to make it stand out above any other ladder match I've ever seen and I know that's kind of hard to do every time you, you need to see these things 
just want to make one quick little point on that uh, just popped into my head were they doing that on purpose to make sure that it doesn't overshadow the money in the bank letter match that's going to happen for the women in like four and a half weeks time shouldn't matter you go out it there. shouldn't it shouldn't but if it did then that's even more of a reason to, yeah. say, to, to not no, enjoy it just popped in my head there top something that definitely needs to be called out that that could be why this, this was a takeover match matches before this was a takeover match and on takeover or pay-per-view whatever you want to call it you go out there and you don't care whatever else is on the card you go out there to make sure that your match is the best match of the night yep and this 100%. match was bang average in my opinion and the main event fell flat on its face didn't like it at all I would happily never watch that again the head shrinkers match went about 8 minutes too long that should have been a quick squash uh, the batter promo was probably the best thing on NXT this week um, and that was about it it was such a letdown from because I had such high expectations for it that I was ah, so disappointed he's a jilted lover NXT has hurt him deep this week I, I, do you know what It was. it's like going back to an ex-girlfriend thinking of all the good memories that you had back in the day before the new flashy AEW came along and he thought do you know what times were good back then you know we got along well we had some good times you know I wonder what the I wonder what it's like back there and then you go back and realise damn she ugly that's 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 how I felt coming away from it. I I done that exact thing once. It was a fucking weird five weeks. <laughs> uh, Nick, so as I'm tiebreaker, I'm mm-hmm. in the same boat as Fitz here. Uh, I felt really? AW. I think uh, he's right. It was consistent. I I, I was the same. I like I love the Jake Roberts promo at the start as well. Actually, the openness. Yes. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, I still think overall they just they did a better a better show and NXT was just yeah it's a bit of a letdown because it was billed basically as a takeover effectively and it wasn't anything I, like that. I think they have the weaker part of takeover still to come, which is my worry for NXT. No mm. disrespect, Dream Cole is not going to be a fucking masterpiece of wrestling. No, no. Um, um, and it'd be very strange and I think a bad idea to take the title off Cole on front of no crowd, but. The way things are, I've no idea when crowds are going to be back. Fight Island. Like, out, Fight Island, the, um, Indian reservations, places like that. I think it's going to be, Vince McMahon is going to chase areas where shows are going to be allowed. <laughs> and Tony Khan is going to do the same. They're going to chase them around the country. Yeah. Um, so that brings a score, AEW 13, NXT 15. So the, the, the gap is getting narrower and narrower. Uh, AEW wins it this week. Mind the gap. Um, if I was allowed to vote it would have been put to, to all and then we go to the chat and the chat I believe said AEW I saw Joe talking about it so he said because Jericho AEW, Jericho was very good on commentary <laughs> he was himself, genuinely himself and Tony were fantastic he's um, my one commentary spot of the night from him was when Britt Baker delivered a side Russian leg sweep and he called it a side Pittsburgh leg sweep because she's from Pittsburgh <laughs> that was just no. uh, and he called <laughs> it in real time as she was doing it as well as that sort of shit you know you just can't plan the bit where he um, where he was talking about Cody about how tough he was about how tough his whole family was and how his mother slapped him in the face and then like five seconds later he went to how angry he was about Cody like he just I know her he just snapped to remembering how much he hated Cody's mother and wanted to <laughs> slap her in the face and then come straight back into commentary again he just his flip flop between being angry and calling the matches was yeah. well it was fucking fantastic um, yeah more Jericho on commentary please oh yeah Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we'll go on to plugs, but before we do, uh, we have to give a shout out to the boys. Motherfuckers. Super and in perfect harmony. No one's feelings get hurt ever. Everything is great. One is really woke, the other one is a robot. Wrestling Sue. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Wrestling Sue. Motherfuckers. This is Wrestling Sue. Motherfuckers. Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it. Please. Oh no, not these guys. The boys, uh, we are uh, WCW Nitro versus WWF Rawing this situation here, but uh, Super on Discord at the moment doing their 10 year anniversary show. We would have been in the chat live, but this is the only time we could do it all tonight. We normally do it at this time anyway, so uh, shout out to the boys on their 10 year anniversary. Um, So yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I'm looking forward to listening to it later on when they post it on Patreon and whatever. Um, but yeah, I said I'd throw that in there anyway for the for the boys, the ten, soup boys. Ten years, only what seven and a half ish years till we have our own one. God, Rick that's going to be a shit show. They, <laughs> they probably had a good show. Uh, ours is going to be as much of a cluster fuck <laughs> as this one was, and the other one hundred thirty six were. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's fucking insane, man. Ten years, fucking awesome, man. Especially what they've been doing this month with turning out pod after pod, day after day, has been absolutely phenomenal uh, anyone who is listening to this make sure to check them out uh, I know they probably don't need us plugging them <laughs> everyone knows what they are at this stage but wrestlingsoup.com go on there check them out subscribe to them on Patreon they're throwing out so much content at the moment it's it's insane uh, I'm still a couple of days behind I know Fitz managed to catch up today or yesterday mm-hmm. um, yeah loads, loads of content and it's not just their own stuff on wrestlingsoup.com they have all their entertainment podcasts they have sports podcasts more wrestling podcasts whatever you're looking for you're probably going to find at least one podcast talking about it on there and they're, they're just a great bunch of lads they've always been fantastic to us so yeah big shout out to the guys and uh, yeah I look forward to listening to it myself at some stage over the weekend whenever I'm sitting down playing a couple of games for myself um but yeah well you can find us on wrestlingsoup.com there's also plenty of other places you can find us uh, you can find us on all your favourite podcast apps so we're on iTunes we're on Google Podcasts you can find us on Spotify SoundCloud pretty much wherever you find your podcasts we're most likely on there uh, you can also find us on Twitter if you want to interact with us have a bit of bounce, have a bit of a laugh uh, we're on Twitter at 2bitwrestling uh, join us probably going to be tweeting a bit during Smackdown tonight if it happens if it doesn't get shut down in the next three and a bit hours um, um, again uh, shout out to our friends at the Hallway Wrestling Podcast Reen and Kieran over there uh, big shout out to the guys uh, I've had some good stuff this week so yep um, shout out to them make sure to check them out as well and Ooh. another shout out to our be nice fits uh, okay, he left us he went to watch OTT he can go fuck himself that's true fuck him forget the last 25 <laughs> seconds fuck that guy uh, another shout out to our good brothers over at Canvas Theory it's www.canvastheory.com if you go on there and use promo code AWP you can get 10% off your entire order uh, currently shipping only to the US but hopefully soon to Europe 
keep meaning to check if it's actually shipping to Europe yet. Yeah, I think uh, it is now. I have a feel it is. They've been doing OTT ones. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. they most likely are because they have OTT stuff, but this is what they told us. But check them out. That's just, just check. what our script says. We don't have a I script. We don't want people to know we have a script. If people know we have a script, then the fucking shit houthery and fuck wittery that this podcast is all becomes unraveled. Don't fuck with it. It's done in PS. It's done in crayons and backwards R's. Okay, that's uh, just the way it is. I just want to check out the competition. Not Europe yet. Not Europe yet. Uh, but also, once again, fuck Green for abandoning us. Jordan, you're all right. Mm-hmm. We'll leave I, you get away with it. I did just go check out that competition. The five man, six man is on, so I can't really blame them. Nah, nah fuck yeah. them. Get it all on <laughs> OTTondemand.com anyway. <laughs> I got a notification the Wrestling Observer is live at the moment so you've got Wrestling Soup at their 10 year anniversary OTT are doing a thing and Meltzer and Alvarez are on having a conniption about Wrestlemania probably and we're so, also here I mean, there's a lot of competition <laughs> we're also here um, but yeah uh, this show has gone long enough so thanks to everyone in the chat as well um, we, our chats has been doing fucking great the last 3 or 4 weeks uh, maybe because of the old uh, current circumstances but when, hopefully they'll stay with the COVID when Kerms when new circumstances arrive china so um yeah we're b show one of the nights this week ah, yeah. Yeah. um mm. not like we've anywhere to go in the next three weeks steve thanks for reminding us uh, try maybe may potentially or may 5th or something potentially maybe try one over the weekend possibly yeah if anyone's free i i i don't have to do anything I'm anymore call, so. but right. i'm monday to thursday next yeah. week so I won't be Friday. Yeah. We could do Saturday night, maybe Sunday night or something, or, or afternoon maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually going to the pub. Sorry, can't do that. <laughs> uh, oh fuck you! Too? I got a lock in <laughs> in town. Can't tell you where it is though. Nice. Send location. <laughs> Send location. <laughs> this is number one bullshit. It's Pub um, Island. Open the pubs, boys. <laughs> Open the pubs, boys. <laughs> uh, say good night, all. Kenny! Open the pubs, please. Please, Leo. I need drink.